0: Welcome to Kingdom.Think. We are covering today 2 Kings fifteen sixteen, Proverbs 17, and Galatians 6. Galatians 6? Yep. And, oh my goodness, Galatians 6 is the last chapter of Galatians. That's always, it's weird. I always get a little sad when we're finishing a book. And then I get excited when we're starting a new one. Um, so I don't know if you do, but it's kind of fun. Okay, so we're going to finish Galatians today, and then we're doing 2 Kings 15-16. Of course, That is a head spinner for sure. Um, And then Proverbs 17. So we are Kingdom.Think and we're reading the Bible in one year so that you can get through the Bible and grow in wisdom and just honestly discover your identity. We cannot really know who we are unless we read everything in this Bible. If we're picking and choosing the verses, sometimes they're out of context and sometimes that's, um, yes, that's good. To read it in that way, but it's also good to read it in the whole picture so that you know everything that's going on. Okay, so let's read chapter 17 of Proverbs. It goes like this Better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. A prudent servant will rule over a disgraceful son and will share the inheritance as one of the family. Wait, a prudent servant will rule over a disgraceful son and will share the inheritance as one of the family. Hmm. Interesting. The crucible for silver and the furnace of for gold, but the Lord tests the heart. Yes. A wicked person listens to deceitful lips. A liar pays attention to a, to a destructive tongue. Whoever mocks the poor shows content for their maker. Whoever gloats over disaster will not go unpunished. Children's children are a crown to the aged. And parents are the pride of their children. Eloquent lips are unsuited to a godless fool. How much worse lying lips to a ruler. A bribe is seen as charm by the one who gives, gives it. They think success will come at every turn. Right? Whoever would foster love co- covers over an offense. But whoever repeats the matter, separate close friends ouch. A rebuke impresses a discerning person. More than a hundred lashes a fool. doers foster rebellion against God. The messenger of death will be sent against them. Better to meet a bear robbed of her cubs than a fool bent on folly. <laughs> evil will never leave the house of one who pays back evil for good. Evil will never leave the house of one who pays back evil for good. Starting a quarrel is like breaching a dam. So drop the matter before a dispute breaks out. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Um, I just wanted to say one point about verse 14, about, yes, dropping the matter. Most matters of disputes can be dropped. And then there's times where it doesn't have to be a dispute. It just has to be um, handling a conflict or justice right? Because I mean, that's what our whole legal system is about disputes. And and yet we address this in the Old Testament. So God was very aware that there were dis, um, conflicts and disputes among people, and he would make them go to Moses. So it's not that he's saying, just ignore everything. So I just want to say that that's why you can't read the Bible out of context. You have to see the whole thing. Because if someone said this, they'd say, see, the Bible says to drop all matters. Before a dispute breaks out, so I'm right, you're wrong. So let's not fight. That's not actually accurate. Sometimes um, justice needs to be served, and God was very aware of that. I mean, that's what the whole book of um, Leviticus is about. So, in Judges, um, I'm just pointing out the importance of reading the book, the Bible, not out of context. Acquitting the guilty and condemning the innocent, the Lord detests them both. Why should fools have money in hand to buy wisdom when they are not able to understand it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. One who has no sense shakes hands in pledge and puts up security for a neighbor. Whoever loves a quarrel loves sin. Whoever builds a high gate invites destruction. One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. To have a fool for a child brings grief. There is no joy for the parent of a godless fool. A cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. That, my friends, is accurate. A cheerful heart is good medicine. Keeps you healthy. But a crushed spirit dries up the bones, makes you sick, brings on disease. And I could go on and on about that, but that is accurate, accurate, accurate. Um, The wicked accepts bribes in secret to perver- pervert the course of justice. A discerning person keeps wisdom in view, but a fool's eyes wander to the ends of the earth. A foolish son brings grief to his father and bitterness to the mother who bore him. If imposing a fine on the innocent is not good, surely to flog honest officials is not right. The one who has knowledge uses words for with restraint, and whoever has understanding is even-tempered. Even fools are thought wise if they keep silent and discerning if they hold their tongues. Oh my goodness. As you can see, Proverbs is just, each verse can be just expanded on so, so very much. But let's move on to Paul because he's about to end this letter to the Galatians. And oh my goodness, he just like rocks it so well at the end. um, so here we go. He's talking to them. Remember, the whole topic about, is about circumcision. So when we're talking about circumcision and uncircumcision, yes, we might like brush it off. Like, well, that was nice history. We don't need to pay attention. It doesn't apply to us. So change the whole thought of circumcision and uncircumcision as culture, as legalism. What kind of things do we follow in culture thinking we're doing right because the culture says so. But is that really what the Bible says? Is that really what God says? So, yes, it does apply. So when you hear that, don't just brush it off. Just really think how does it apply to us. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit should restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you also may be tempted. Carry each o- carry each other's burdens And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something, when they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone, without comparing themselves to someone else. For each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their their instructor. Yes, I'm reading it because... It's just so good, right? Paul's just laying it on strong at the end of his letter. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for the proper time will reap a harvest, if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have Opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. This is such a good letter that he's writing to the Galatians because he's just teaching them how to live, teaching them who they are, how to have the benefit. He's not trying to scold them of doing wrong, he's trying to entice them and encourage them to do good because the harvest is going to be so beautiful and awesome. And he's trying to teach them to stand on God's ways and in a relationship with with Jesus versus culture. And he ends with, let's see what you think about this, because remember we're talking about circumcision. He ends with, see, okay, um, those who want to impress people by means of flesh are trying to compel you to be circumcised. The only reason they do this, remember, replace the word circumcision with um, culture the only reason they do this is to is to avoid being persecuted for the cross of Christ. Not even those who are circumcised keep the law. Yet they want you to be circumcised that they may boast about your circumcision in the flesh. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything What counts is the new creation. Peace and mercy to all who follow this rule. To the Israel of God. From now on, let no one cause me trouble. For I bear on my body the marks of Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Brothers and sisters. Isn't that so cool? So he's ending the letter. That was the end of Galatians. Oh, Paul, he's so passionate. And it's just... I'm glad he's on our side, right? Can you imagine if he was still on the wrong side? Woo. He reminds me of of Charlie Kirk um, from um, Turning Point USA. Just not that Charlie Kirk's like Paul, but just that the way he articulates. Charlie Kirk is gentle but fierce. He's cutting but um, understanding. And he just stands so boldly and... He could be very sassy and <laughs> and funny, um, and he's just so compelled in his heart to help people do good. That's the correlation that I'm saying here. Okay, um, Second Kings 15, 16. Okay, this is a real brain twister, I got to tell you. I started to read it, I'm like, what on earth is going on? So the beginning of chapter 15, we literally address the king... Of Judah. So here we have Azariah. All I care about in these kings is who's doing good in the eyes of the Lord, who's doing evil. So that's, what I, that's one thing I'm looking for. And then, well, that's the main thing I'm looking for, because basically you want to follow this so that we move up into the more current times in the Old Testament, you'll understand where all this evil came from. And, and you'll even understand in the new Testament where this culture came from, why people were so legalistic, where they just, you know, why did they do that? Maybe because they knew their history and they were so desperate for this not to happen again. It was so bad in the old Testament and they were desperate for it to not happen again, that they became legalistic. Is that possible? But you wouldn't know that if you didn't read the old Testament and get this big picture so that when you read the New Testament you will have some grace and some compassion for things that are going on. So we have the king of Judah. His name is Azariah. Because remember somebody died on the pat last chapter. Um and we've already introduced Jeroboam who's the king of Israel. Jeroboam the 2nd. Nothing exciting oh, King of Azariah. Um in the twenty Jeroboam, king of Israel, Azaria, son of Amaziah, King of Judah, began to reign. He was sixteen years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. So you can see the overlap. That's why every chapter begins or every section begins with where does it fall in line? Um He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. We get all excited. Yes, yes, yes. However, then it says However, he didn't get rid of the high places and he allowed people to still do their burnt offerings and sacrifices to these pagan gods. Why? Because it's culture. It was culture back then. Okay. Then he's... um. Did he die already? Oh, yeah. He had leprosy. Oh, man. And then... His son was in charge of the palace, Jotham. Jotham was in charge of the people. Now we're moving on, and I kind of numbered it as I was going. So we know that there's Jeroboam II. Then we go into Zechariah, king of Israel, number two. So Jeroboam second, number one. And no, there's more kings before this, but just for these chapters, I was trying to keep it organized in my head. So we have Zechariah. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord. But then he was assassinated. And the guy that assassinated him, he became king. And did he do? I'm sure he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And then he was then. Oh, my goodness. Then Manahem assassinated Shalom. So a Shalom assassinated Zechariah. Manahem assassinated Shalom, but Manahem was really, really evil. So much so that he ripped open all the pregnant women and killed the babies. Hmm. Sounds like abortion to me. Yep. Ripped open the pregnant women. We read it and we say, Oh my gosh, this is terrible. And yet our culture says that abortion is a okay. Culture and then Manahem was the king of Israel. He did very much evil in the eyes of the Lord. But of course, don't worry, he'll be assassinated as well. And then Pekah, Pekah, Pekah Hia, King of Israel, became the king because he assassinated Manah, Menahem, And he became king of Israel. Again, evil in the eyes of the Lord. But don't worry, he gets assassinated too. Now, Pekah, <laughs> king of Israel, And let's see, he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Isn't that terrible? Judah, you guys, oh no, I'm sorry, Israel. This is Israel. You guys have a bad history of just evil, evil, evil. However, Jotham um, became king of Judah after, well, he's the son of Uzziah, king of Judah. Jotham, son of Uzziah, king of Judah, began to reign. He was 25 years old when he became king, and he reigned in Jerusalem 16 years. Well, then Ahaz became king of Judah. Um, Ahaz was son of Jotham, king of Judah. So Jotham, I don't know if he did good, good or bad. In the Oh, he did right in the eyes of the Lord. So Jotham did right in the eyes of the Lord, but his son Ahaz did evil. He did not do right in the eyes of the Lord. He even sacrificed his own son in the fire. And he was heavy duty in um, pagan worship and sacrifices and evil and bad, bad, bad guy. Towards the end of chapter 16, he even like redid the whole temple to include evil worship. And bad guy. Ahaz, king of Judah. Oh my goodness. Okay. So if that interests you and you like history, it's worth charting. Second Kings 15, 16, we covered today. We covered Proverbs 17 and then Galatians six. So interesting, right? And then tomorrow we shall start Ephesians. I hope you enjoyed that in some way. You never enjoy the old Testament when they're dying and killing and things like that but so much history is to be said here and it'll think of it as a puzzle when you're reading things that you don't like think of it as a puzzle you're reading the old testament you think i don't like this story i don't want to read it read it because it's a piece to a puzzle that doesn't look pretty um okay there you go have a great day everyone and i shall see you tomorrow